Hello, and welcome to a joint podcast from the Lancet Oncology and the Lancet Respiratory Medicine. I'm Gavin Cleaver, and today we'll be discussing non-small cell lung cancer. I'm joined by the author of a forthcoming Lancet Oncology comment on the subject. Dr. Russell, please will you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is uh, Rafael Rossell. I am medical oncologist working in Barcelona in the Catalan Institute of Oncology. Today I will just summarize the right uh, information in regard to lung cancer. So, Dr. Russell, please can you provide a little background on the use of RET inhibitors in other cancers other than non-small cell lung cancer? Yes, uh, the role of RET inhibitors has been defined in other types of tumors besides lung cancer. For example, the direct involvement of RET in cancer was first reported in papillary thyroid carcinoma, where chromosomal rearrangements results in the fusion of the kinase domain with an N-terminal demyelization domain encoded by various genes. However, more recently, fusions involving, involving red merge to, for example, K5B that was identified between 1 and 2% of colorectal and as well non-small cell lung cancer patients mainly in patients younger than 60 years who are former light smokers or never smokers. It is of interest that several red fusions have been uh, identified in NCLC patients. That includes frequently K5B red or CCDC6 red or NCOA4 red and TRIM33 red. All the red fusion genes identified so far contain an intact erosinkinase domain of red, however, loss its signal sequence, extracellular ligand binding, and intracellular juxtamembrane domains. The latter, is import- the latter domain is important since it has a negative effect on red signaling. Cabozantinib and bandetanib multikinase inhibitors with several targets, including RET, has been already approved by U.S. Food and Drug Administration for the therapy of metastatic medullary thyroid carcinoma that harbor RET mutations or fusions. Importantly, uh, of interest also is that RET fusion-positive tumors has been uh, identified in chronic myelomonocytic leukemia that also responds anecdotically to some inhibitors such as sorafenib. Well, uh, if I could ask you then to please summarize the findings from the three studies in, uh, in the Lancet Oncology and the Lancet Respiratory Medicine on the use of RET inhibitors for patients with RET rearranged non-small cell lung cancer. How do the responses and the toxicities differ? Yes, there are three studies. Uh, the study in Lancet Oncology by Alexander Drillon and colleagues uh, treated 26 patients with red fusion positive NCLC tumors or lung adenocarcinomas, 60 mg of oral cabozantinib per day. The KIF-5B red fusion in this study was the predominant fusion type found in 62% of the patients, while other red fusions were um, uncommon. The overall response rate was 28% in the 25 response-accessible patients, with no response seen in tumors harboring the CDC26 uh, CDC red fusion, only one patient, or ERC1 red one patient. 
as a whole, the median progression free survival was 5.5 months and the median overall survival was 9.9 .9 months. Most patients have previously received chemotherapy, but importantly, exploratory analysis of this study indicated that the six patients who did not receive uh, chemotherapy had better progression free survival. Post hoc uh, exploratory analysis also indicated that progression free survival and overall survival were shorter for the large group of patients harboring the KIF-IB red fusion type. The, this study by Drillon and colleagues also have important uh, implications. Uh, since, uh, first of all, the use of selective red kinase inhibitor could be more effective than the drug use, cabozantinib. Since uh, cabozantinib, besides inhibiting red, also blocks other important receptor tyrosine kinases such as MET, BGFR2, ROS1, and AXEL. Therefore, it is speculated that the lack of specificity of cabozantinib in this particular study, is published in Lancet Oncology by Drillon et al., the fact that 73% of the 26 patients required a dose reduction of cabozantinib to be able to handle the side effects. Uh, second, other red inhibitors such as bandetanib, lenbatinib, sunitinib, and importantly ponatinib are also multikinase inhibitors, but their activity could uh, is look seems that could be better than cabozantinib in part by inhibiting angiogenesis. Other uh, mechanisms that could be kept in mind uh, following this study is that red fusion proteins activate um, multiple signaling pathways, downstream signaling pathways, the MAP kinase pathway, STAT3 and AKT proteins. The other study that was related to red fusions was in Lancet Respiratory Medicine by Kiyotaka, Yo, and colleagues. And this was also a phase two trial in a relatively small number of patients, 19 red fusion positive patients that were treated with bandetanib, also orally 300 milligrams per day. Similar to cabozantinib, bandetanib is a pan-tyrosine kinase inhibitor, primarily inhibiting red, but also BGFR2 and EGFR. And EGFR. Among the 17 patients that were included in the study, 53% attained an objective response with a median progression free survival 4.7 months. Again, the side effects were limiting the dose intensity and the, the main side effects reported were hypertension, skin toxicity, and diarrhea. The forism is a it's tempting to say that different types of red fusions could have different sensitivities to red inhibitors, as has been previously reported in the, in the field of EGFR mutant non-small cell lung cancer. Preclinical studies have identified specific red mutations that are resistant, for example, to vandetanib and other red inhibitor drugs such as ponatinib could overcome this mechanism of resistance. Other studies that are made to be keeping consideration of red inhibitors like alectinib 
which is mainly used for inhibiting all fusion tumors, also can have some function in the therapy of red fusion non-small cell lung cancer patients. So I must ask you then, Doctor, what what are the uh, the main limitations to these studies? The main limitations of these studies that are, for example, that the single therapies, in spite that they are inhibiting red, are not uh, fully selective for red inhibition, and also is difficult to fully understand if we have more selective potent uh, red inhibitors could be this the solution because there are mechanisms of early adaptive resistance or in other words the tumor cells are reprogramming themselves very rapidly looking for other mechanisms of escape and this mechanism of escape can be only uh, blocked with combination therapies that are blocking some of the downstream signaling pathways that is must be young the the clinical observations of these two excellent studies. One thing is that these tyrosine kinase inhibitors that all don't that besides inhibiting red inhibits the angiogenesis could be still of great interest therefore, and also that both either cabozantinib or pandetanib in preclinical models are developing different classes of acquired resistant mutations. This is similar what is observed when uh, in the development of ALK inhibitors for ALK fusions, non-small cell lung cancer tumors, different ALK inhibitors can lead to different mechanisms of acquired resistance by genomic alteration genomic alterations meaning acquired resistant mutations this is one of the the, the 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 aspects that will require further follow-up of these patients and whether or not these acquired point mutations can be traceable can be examined in the blood of the, of the patients like liquid biopsy but these are one field of complexity that is involved the developing of acquired resistant mutation and the second aspect that is also very relevant that combinatory therapy could be necessary to avoid what is called early adaptive resistance that is the, the quick reprogramming of the signaling pathways inside in the, of the tumor cells. So, looking to the future, Doctor, how will the data generated from these studies help to design future trials that use combination regimens in the treatment of patients with non-small cell lung cancer? Well, in particular, it could be of interest just to examine uh, uh, the combinations in preclinical models. The clinical models of, uh, uh, ideally developed from... Uh, from tumors of patients can provide answers. Uh, in vitro models, uh, the, the, the mechanisms of uh, abrogating the resistance can be examined uh, through different techniques. One that is uh, commonly used is the, the signaling pathways through the, the Western blood, tracking the Western block, the, the proteins that can be escaping to the, the inhibition of the the red uh, the compound that can be used, and this can be 
giving us uh, prone answers on what could be the main mechanism of resistance that normally involve the crosstalk with other uh, receptor tyrosine kinases, other RTKs, or some uh, that is well known that red can have a crosstalk with, for instance, with other RTKs like meth, and an, another one that has been not fully appreciated that is uh, a signaling pathway that is TRKV, and this is uh, many tumors, including lung cancers, have overexpression of this um, less well-known uh, receptor, tyrosine kinase receptor, that is TRKV. And then, uh, therefore, uh, this is, uh, is one of the first uh, approaches just to provide from the veins to the, to the bed what could be the best uh, combinations to avoid uh, um, that these mechanisms of early adaptive resistance can be automatically developed following the, 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 the blocking of the red uh, mutation. Well, that's, uh, that's fascinating. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Rizal. Okay, thank you. And thanks to you for listening.